Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. I am Caleb. I am joined, as always, by my lovely wife, Amber. Hey, guys. And uh, he missed the uh, previous episode, our Halloween special. He was out scaring kids in costume. <laughs> but he is back. It's Monterius. Uh, I'm back once again. Non-scary this time, though. <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you do for Halloween, though? Uh, we went to the local rich neighborhood and took all the big candy. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. Yeah, that's what they all do around here. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, you were in, uh, in, you went to, where'd you go, Houston? No, I was in Dallas. Dallas, that right, was, right. Uh, That was the week before. Okay, okay. Yeah. Was that, was that fun? They, I almost died. Really? <laughs> yes, um. No offense to anybody who lives in Dallas, but y'all cannot drive. Sorry. I was fixing to say, I bet it was traffic. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, we, we we went, we drove through Dallas once back in 2018. It's been a few years, but yeah, the traffic was awful. It was really, really bad. Never again. Yeah, never, never again. again. <laughs> never doing that again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we had to go, we had to drive like from, uh, from a little town in Texas called Tomball. Drive from there to Dallas, that was, what, three and a half hours? That took a long time. When we finally got there, I had to drive through the city, like right in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. And that was a disaster. We had to get to the airport. <laughs> I don't even know how we got to the airport. Yeah, actually. I don't know either. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I remember, I remember, like, when it was over, and I was like, I cannot... I don't know how we managed that. I can't believe I, we did it. <laughs> I'm blessed to be here right now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah, we, we are back. Uh, all, all three of us this time. Uh, but we have a, we have a, we have a, an interesting episode. We watched a movie that uh, Monterius and Amber have some pretty interesting thoughts on, which we will jump into. There's a couple of things to get out of the way first. Um, uh, first off, um, I, I hate I hate to bring this down, but uh, we were we were very saddened this morning by the news that Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman for so many years, sadly passed away. So, rest in peace, Kevin. He was amazing as Batman. I grew up watching Batman the animated series. He, of course, voiced Batman in the Arkham games, except Arkham Origins. But um, but yeah, that that was very sad news. Kevin was amazing. I really wanted to meet him. Like there, there were there were uh, there were moments where he was going to be at conventions kind of near us, but we we didn't go. And I wish we had because I really yeah. wanted to meet him. I've, I've heard stories that he was a very nice person. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, we're 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 gonna miss Kevin. So so yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, down note over. <laughs> so <laughs> so move on move on to the next thing. Uh, um, yesterday it, it was yeah Thursday yeah yesterday. The uh, first official trailer for John Wick 4 dropped. We just watched it right before recording because Monterius didn't watch it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so we had to we had to watch it. We had we had to wa- uh, we had to put it on for him before we started recording so he could see it and he could have his thoughts on it. Uh, Amber and I are super excited. I'm a, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of John Wick and the the movie has an amazing cast. Donnie Yen. Itmon himself. Well, you know, he's not Itmon, but he's in the movies. He is. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Donnie Yen is in there. Um, and he looks great. Here, Yuki Sonata's in it. Scorpion. Um, 
And then we got uh, we got Marcos Aurora. Uh, is it Bill Skarsgård? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I always I think we talked about this last time. I get yeah. him confused sometimes because <laughs> he's got like two brothers. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he's in there. Um, Clancy Brown is in there. It's a it, it's a, a really good cast, and the movie looks really really good. Monterey, since you just watched it, what what do you think of the John Wick Four trailer? <clears throat> um. Well, <laughs> I see. Of course, a lot of action, as you would expect out of a John Wick movie. Um, I think that... Honestly, I think that this should be it right here. Uh, honestly. Uh, it won't be. I, I, I probably <laughs> won't, but... Um, him... It, it's like he's been trying to get out for so long. And I, I just want that peace for him. But it does look <laughs> like he's really going to have to fight his way up out of there. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It looks very action-packed. Yeah, definitely. They're already working on John Wick 5, I think, or at least they already know what they're going to do for John Wick 5. The original plan was to shoot it back-to-back with 4, but they ended up not doing that because Keanu had to do Matrix Resurrections, and there were just some other things that kind of prevented them from doing the films back-to-back. But 5 is happening, so we know this isn't the end. And Keanu also said recently that he's going to keep doing John Wick, uh, as long as he can, as long as the, the the audience wants to see more John Wick, he'll keep doing it. So, Keanu, go to bed. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he gets plenty of sleep. <laughs> but then again, maybe not. I mean, he does look like a very busy man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, John Wick Four does look great. I'm excited. Uh, uh, Amber, what did you think? Of the John McCord trailer. I loved it. And you know, I was, you know, quoting our good friend Will. Yes, Daddy is the whole caption of my excitement. But we still haven't seen Scott Atkins. And I'm kind of wondering... What's the big secret? (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I I was wondering that myself. Because we know Scott Atkins is in the movie. But he wasn't shown in this trailer from yesterday. And he wasn't in the teaser from a few months ago either. So I I'm not sure. Must there, be saving him. For there something. was a there was a picture of him. You showed me it like leaked or something on Twitter or whatever. I guess it was from John. It was Ford. supposedly they, from. John They McCord. said it was, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was. Yeah, it was supposedly from a picture of him from John Wick Four, but um, might have been fake. Maybe not. I I didn't recognize the picture. Like it wasn't something that I know I've seen before, like a different movie he's done. So it probably could have been, or it might've been a movie of his that I haven't seen, but I don't know. But yeah, we haven't seen him yet. So uh, patiently waiting. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe his role isn't that small. I mean, isn't that big. Sorry. Isn't that big. Like that maybe, too. like yeah. maybe, maybe uh, they, they kind of want to show people that are like integral to the story. And maybe he, his character necessarily isn't. Maybe so. so. So, I don't know. But, I mean, we'll probably get something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's still an exciting time. Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, there's, a, there's another piece of news that I really wanted to talk about. And that is um, in the uh, in the Blu-ray world. Uh, the, uh, the Blu-ray company, Shout Factory, they are releasing a Jackie Chan collection. Um, it, this was announced, uh, I think, last week. Um, yeah, it's going to be a seven film Jackie Chan collection. It's going to have, um, see if I can remember, it's going to have Killer Meteors, um, To Kill with Intrigue, Battle Creek Brawl, Dragon Fist, excuse me, Dragon Lord, Snake and Crane Art to Shaolin, and um, Shaolin Wooden Men. 
Yeah, those seven movies. Um, I would not have been able to remember all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it took time. Like, whenever they whenever they dropped a picture of what the set is going to look like, it looks good. But whenever they dropped a picture of it, there was a bunch of, uh, a bunch of like, different pieces of like ver- of Jackie and his various movie roles. And so I was trying to figure out what they were from. I knew what most of them were, but there were like two that I was having a hard time figuring out. So, so yeah, it took me a while, but yeah, um, I really had to memorize those movies, but, um, but yeah, that's coming out and uh, that, that's exciting. I think we're going to get, uh, they're going to be, um, this is like a first time thing for a couple of these movies, like getting like a really solid release in the U S uh, Dragon Fist and Snake and Crane Arts and um, Battle Creek Brawl have been released before by 88 Films. I don't have any of those Blu-rays, but I've heard mixed things about it. Like, quality-wise, many have said that they're not that good. Um, I have the Killer Meteors. I have the I have that, that singular Blu-ray from 88 Films. Uh, I got that a couple months ago. And then um, I, uh, I also have Dragon Lord on Blu-ray as well. Um, so yeah, two of the films I already have, but then there are some, there, there are a bunch of other ones that I, um, that, uh, that I, that I obviously do not own. And I don't know if I'm going to get that set or not, because currently on Amazon, it's like $90. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. That's a lot of money. Well, Monterius has that DSB money, so. Oh, it's, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. He's got the DSB money, so. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> $90 is nothing to him. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay, I didn't know you were my accountant. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, that that's an exciting release. But yeah, I, I'm gonna sit here and say that ninety dollars is like a criminal price. But I'm saying that as I am proceeding to check out on my Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but how much did you pay for that one box that you got? Like a hundred and which one? I don't know the one that was a hundred and thirty dollars. I have a lot of boxes. <laughs> that's worth a hundred dollars. The one that was a hundred and thirty. My Shawscope set was like a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's like a big set with like 12 movies. <laughs> you are the last remaining blockbuster. <laughs> uh, I, should probably, I should probably rent them out. <laughs> make some, yeah. some money. <laughs> yeah. Make them. Well, never mind. I can't, I can't make them rewind it because they're Blu-rays. You don't have to rewind them. <laughs> so be kind, rewind. I used, to, I used to want that job. Like a blockbuster. They would hire someone to rewind tapes because not everyone rewound their tapes when you when they would rent them out, and so they would hire someone to just sit back there and rewind tapes. I would have loved that job. <laughs> I just mm. got to sit there and rewind a tape, <laughs> mm. but that's that's probably a very large volume of tapes. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. You, you ever seen the movie Superstar with uh, Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell? It was like a big Saturday Night Live. Unfortunately, cast movie. I love Superstar, you know. and yeah, it's a funny movie. And Molly Shannon's character—that was her job. She was a rewind girl at video store. I hate it. <laughs> I love Superstar. I hate um, it. Yeah, that's a good movie. But yeah, that—that that was her <laughs> job, and I was very. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Wait a minute, y'all are always on the opposite end of these movies. 
Not always. Not always. There's occasional ones I'm just like, I hate it. He's like, I love it. I think a lot of the movies that we disagree on, and we, we, we've had this discussion so many times, but I think a lot of the movies we disagree on are like comedies. Because there are a lot of comedies that I'm into, and she'll say they're not funny or something like that. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that's a very good movie. But anyway, my point was, <laughs> my point was, I was very envious of Molly Shannon's character in Superstar because she was the rewind girl at the video store. I'd love a job where I can just sit there and re- rewind tapes. But <laughs> yeah, this isn't the 90s anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, everything's streamed now. <laughs> mm. But I, 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 I'm a collector, you know, so I, I always buy discs. I like physical media. <clears throat> but anyway, <clears throat> and then we got a uh, got one more piece of news in the Blu-ray Blu-ray world. Uh, Arrow Video announced that they are releasing the Executioner films, which is two two films from Sonny Chiba, the late great legendary Sonny Chiba. I'm excited for that because the Executioner movies are just batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> And uh, those are two movies that I really wanted to be released on a Sonny Chiba collection that Shout Factory is also putting out. They're doing a Jackie Chan collection, but they're also doing a Sonny Chiba one. The Executioner films aren't on that one, though. And I was hoping they would be, but unfortunately they're not. But it's okay. Arrow's releasing it. And it comes out in January, I think. Um, which that Jackie Chan set, by the way, that I mentioned, that also comes out in January. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. And those are both Region A releases. So if you live in the States, you're in luck. You can get those. So yeah, we got a Jackie Chan set, got an Executioner set coming out. It's an exciting time to be a fan of these movies, uh, you know, because many of them are hard to find. So you can get you can stream them though. Some of them you can't. Like, I, trust me, I know I, I've tried. I've, I've like tried to find ways to watch a lot of movies, and you can't find them anywhere. And then there's like bootleg, not bootleg, but really, really poor quality DVDs around, like on eBay or Amazon or whatever. So. So yeah, it's it's a good time to be a fan of these films because you're getting like really solid releases that look really good. Yeah. So with that, with all that out of the way, let's jump into today's main topic. And like I said a minute ago, Amber and Monterius had some really interesting thoughts on this movie. <laughs> I know they're I know they're probably very eager to jump into this and just speak their minds about this movie. Um, but we are going to be discussing what is. In truth, like, opinions on the film aside, in truth, this movie is one of the all-time classics of Kung Fu cinema. It's, it, it's, it's, um, it was the very first film to feature Pai Mei as a character. Pai Mei was a real person, you know, many, many centuries ago in, uh, in China, but, um, this was the first film where we see him as a character. And then it would go on to be, like, we would go on and, and see the Pai Mei character in other films, like Shaolin Rescuers, the Venomob film Amber and I've talked about in the past. Um, we talked about that in September, yeah, for Shaw Timber. Um, and, um, and he was, of course, in the Kill Bill movies, or Volume 2 specifically. Um, so, yeah, this, this, is, this is definitely an, an essential kung fu movie, even if it isn't necessarily as much of a standout as movies that followed it. And there was a sequel to this movie that was... From what I understand, I haven't seen it. But from what I understand, the sequel was leaps and bounds better. But we'll get to the sequel one day. Today we're going to talk about the first one. What are we talking about? We're talking about Executioners from Shaolin. Yeah. That's right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right on. So, um, 
Yeah, anyway, Executions from Shaolin, we're jumping into it. This film was released in 1977. It was directed and choreographed by the man, Lao Kar Lung, one of the greats when it comes to the Kung Fu, uh, Kung Fu movie industry. Um, for the cast, we have Chen Quan Tai. We've talked about him before. He was in films like The Flying Guillotine, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, we also got Lo Lier, which we talked about him before, too. He's been in stuff like King Boxer, also in Five Fingers to Death, one of my favorite movies. Uh, favorite Shaw Brothers films. Um, he was also in Born Invincible, another one of my all-time favorite movies. We also got Lily Lee, uh, Wong Yu, Tao Chong, and Gordon Liu. Which, interestingly enough, Gordon Liu um, is in this film. He would play Pai Mei in Kill Bill Volume 2. So, and, and, of course, he was also in the sequel to Executions from Shaolin. Um, this time playing the main character fighting against Pai Mei. But, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting... Uh, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Interesting scenario, I guess, where we had a guy who was in a film, or in in two films with Pai Mei, and then he would go on to play Pai Mei. It's interesting, um, but yeah, that's the cast. Um, it's a it, it's it's a pretty uh, a pretty interest uh, a pretty interesting story, I think, for this movie. It's got a lot of very weird moments, and that is something that I am fully aware of, and we'll jump into that. I mean, I, I love this movie, but I also I also realize that there are some things in this movie that don't really work, and then there's, there are some things that are, excuse me, uh, considerably strange about this movie. Sorry. But um, anyway, yeah, like I mentioned, first film to feature Pai Mei, and, uh, and uh, he... Uh, this this movie is um is kind of uh, uh it lives on in other in other forms of media one of them being Wu Tang Clan we all know how much I love Wu Tang Clan this movie was uh was sampled by Wu Tang Clan for two films or at least two or not films songs two songs that I know of one of them being um. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, which uh, you know the the, the tiger the, the tiger style line. And when you when you hear that song, you hear you can hear like Pai Mei saying tiger style in, in the song. And then the other one is protect your neck. Um, it's like there's like a sound effect. It's 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 subtle. You got to listen for it. But there's a sound effect in protect your neck that is used in this film as well. So yeah, this movie among many inspired Wu Tang Clan. But yeah, two of their most iconic songs are. <laughs> I think Monterius is very surprised at my knowledge about Wu Tang Clan. I'm not. I'm <laughs> <Do> not. not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Wu Tang Clan's awesome. Everybody knows how much I love them here. So um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into the story. The story starts with, of course, Pai Mei and the destruction of the Shaolin Temple, and we get our uh, we we get a red backdrop opening. I love these things. I talked about this when we did. Um, when Amber and I covered Snake and Eagle Shadow, uh, probably my favorite Jackie Chan movie, there's a red background and he's doing snake kung fu. They do the similar thing here. And this is one of the earliest, as far as I know, it's one of the earliest examples of like a red backdrop opening in a kung fu movie. Um, but in yeah, in this red backdrop opening, again, we got Pai Mei. He is fighting the head abbot of the Shaolin Temple. One of the most popular stories about Pai Mei. We don't know if it's true or not, but it's a very popular story that Pai Mei was a member of the Shaolin Temple, and he betrayed the Shaolin and uh, and helped destroy the temple. So, um, so yeah, film opens up with Pai Mei fighting the head abbot of the Shaolin Temple. Um, this opening fight scene is good, but we immediately get sucked into the weirdness of this movie because we see that Pai Mei has, 
is a master of like internal kung fu techniques and he can just like suck his gonads in like in inside him and <laughs> they do yeah his gonads they do this they do this they do this like four times in the movie where someone tries to kick Pime in the groin because that's his weak spot apparently that's that that's his like known weak spot and every time someone tries to kick him in the groin their foot gets stuck because he he sucks it in and (laughs) and 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 he just like pulls them back that is so funny it's a really comical shot to me of him just like like screaming and pulling someone back while their foot is just stuck in between his legs. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we get this really quick fight scene with Pyme like sucking it in and killing the head abbot of the Shaolin Temple. Um, and then we cut, we cut, we cut out of that. We cut to, uh, we cut to the woods and we, we meet our, our main hero, Hung Si Kwan, who is played by Chen Quan Tai. Hung Si Kwan, I've talked about him before. He was also a real life, uh, Shaolin warrior. He is, uh, Hung Si Kwan is leading all the Shaolin, of uh, the other Shaolin warriors away from the temple while the head abbot is fighting Pai Mei. Um, while they're making their escape, we also meet another character named Tung Chien uh, Tung Chin, who is played by Gordon Liu. This is the only time we see him. It's a really small role. Um, we see him here, and he is um, he meets up with uh, with uh, Hung Si Kwan and explains to him that Pai Mei killed the head abbot. Uh, Pai Mei uh, decides uh, that he needs to get revenge for the head abbot. But um, while they're running... They are ambushed by some Manchurian soldiers, and um, and uh, Gordon Liu's character, Tung Chien Chen, decides he's going to stay behind so that Chen Quan Tai's character, Hung Si Quan, so that Hung Si Quan can um, can can uh, can exact revenge on Pai Mei on behalf of the Shaolin Temple because apparently he's the best fighter out of all of them. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we see, uh, we see, uh, Tung Chin Chin, uh, fighting off a bunch of Manchurian soldiers and a bunch of Pai Mei's, uh, henchmen, I'll say. We also meet, um, we also meet Pai Mei's, uh, uh, senior disciple, Gao Chen Chung, who is also a, uh, he's also a governor for the, like, for the, for the, uh, Manchurians. And, he, um, uh, Tung Chin Chin, he, he's doing well fighting them off and everything, but eventually he is, uh, he, he is overwhelmed and then the, uh, the soldiers kill him by shooting a whole bunch of arrows into him. And, uh, the, <laughs> the way he dies is kind of funny because he just kind of stands there with this blank stare on his face and his eyes aren't blinking because he's dead, obviously, but just the way he's just kind of standing there completely frozen, it's, it's a mood it's a mood breaker because it, it cuts back and forth between like his blank face and then everyone else just kind of wondering what's he doing. And <laughs> it's scary. The word is scary. Yeah. They do this again too, though. It's like, is, is this how, this is how, uh, this is how the Shaolin warriors die. Yeah, apparently, so this, <laughs> this is how they die. They just die completely. This frozen. is the phrase dying a warrior's death. Yeah. They die completely frozen with a blank stare on Quote their face. Unquote, heroic. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, after Gordon Liu's character, Tsung Chin Chin is killed off, uh, we cut back and we see Pai Mei. He orders Gao Chin Chung to, uh, to go find the others, go find Hung Si Kwan, find the other Shaolin warriors, kill them all. So, um, we cut to some time later. We're not really sure, but this is the first of many time jumps. 
And this was annoying to both Amber and Monterius. <laughs> Me, I'm kind of used to this because I've seen many movies where they jump a lot, like jump around a lot. Um, like they, uh, like in, in uh, you remember, babe, uh, Born Invincible. Remember when Mark Long's character, he wasn't allowed to train for like three years. You know, so they, they do like a three year jump in that movie. And they also do, I think they do an additional two year jump in that movie as well. So, so I'm used to this kind of thing. But this was annoying for both of them. This is the first of many time jumps. Again, we don't know how long it's been. It's been maybe a. I'm just going to take a wild guess and say it's been maybe a year. I don't know. But anyway, Hung Si Kwan and the rest of the uh, the Shaolin Warriors, they are, uh, they are disguised as a theater troupe, and they're traveling on these red boats, and they're, like, secretly uh, taking out Pai Mei's... Uh, Pai Mei's lackeys, you know. So they're going, they're going around doing that. Um, uh... While stopping in a uh, a very certain town, we meet another uh, another one of our main characters, uh, Fong Young Chun, who's played by Lily Lee. Uh, Young Chun is a uh, master of crane style, and she uh, something we see is that not just with her, but with crane style in general, she's got a very strong stance. More on that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we meet we meet Young Chun's character, and uh, she practices crane. Um, she gets into a little scrap. With Hung Si Kwan and his uh, his uh, his fellow his fellow Shaolin, and um, and uh, Hung Si Kwan uh, he he likes her he, he takes a liking to her and he invites her to travel with uh, with his uh, his little quote unquote theater troupe because they're not really a theater troupe. Um, so yeah, they're um, yeah, so they're they're all traveling together. A few months pass by again, and um. And eventually, uh, Hung Si Kwan marries Young Chun, and um, and this is where for me, and I and I I told I told Amber this last night. This is where for me the movie kind of derails. I don't care much for 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 the next several minutes. Um, so yeah, the movie kind of derails right here after Hung Si Kwan and uh, Fang Young Chun get married. Um, there's a really long sequence where the other Shaolin are trying to be funny and uh, and. And talking about you know, hey brother Hung, you're you're married now, so you know you need to you need to consummate your marriage and stuff like that. And they're trying to like they're being like really pervy and trying to sneak a look at like through the windows and stuff like that. It's so stupid. Um, but anyway, but then um, to 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 add to Hung Si Kwan's frustrations. Young Chun won't sleep with him unless he can open up her legs. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. So yeah, she uh yeah, she she asks Hung Si Kwan several times, like, hey, I want to see how good your kung fu is. And uh but you know, he again, you know, they just got married. He wants to consummate the marriage and I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's like the more the like we watched the movie and now that we're diving into it and talking about it, I'm just like why? <laughs> Quote me from last night. This is stupid. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that part. <laughs> to test Kung Fu, they could have went outside the room and fought right there on the boat deck. Uh, what fun would that have been? This yeah, is a honeymoon that's, that's too. Yeah, that's too... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it's too normal. Like, everybody does that. You need, to, you need to do something. You need to add, like, a twist to it. A stupid twist. This is Kung Fu. <laughs> this is not kung fu. I don't know what this is, but this is not. Death blow. 
<laughs> oh man, that's Will. Shout out to Will from the Hong Kong Cinema Appreciation Society. Someone needs so someone needs to make a kung fu porn movie called Death Blow, where you get blown to death. <laughs> Will, death. what have you done to me? Because do you know how often I have to hear this every day? Uh, it's funny because like the, the, these movies, like you can you can you can use it on just about any one of these movies. A lot of the a lot of the old kung fu movies have like so many of these like really really weird sexual elements to them, <laughs> like very hypersexual elements to them. But anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> so, so yeah, Hong Si Kwan, he can't open up Young Chun's legs. So he just kind of gives up out of frustration. His tiger style is no match. Not strong for, enough. Yeah, his tiger style is just not strong enough. It's no match for that crane stance. So, um, so anyway, uh, after some time, Hong Si Kwan, he lashes out at his Shaolin brothers, and uh, he gets really upset at Sh- uh, Xiao Hu, who is, who is one of his, who is one of his, like, best friends in the film. I mean, he snaps at him, and he runs off, but Hong Si Kwan, he, uh, he decides he's gonna try again, and so he go he does the whole, we get the, we get another leg spread sequence, and <laughs> he actually, he actually does it this time, he succeeds. Yeah, fellas, if you don't succeed the first time, try again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. First, you don't succeed, right? So, um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they finally consummate that marriage after God knows how long, uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then we get back to um, we get back to the villains. In case you forgot, there are bad guys out there. They devoted so much time to what was to, to the marriage and the and the consummation and then the comedy and all that. So um so they finally get back to the bad guys in case you forgot. Hey, there is a plot. There are bad guys out there. Gao Chin Chung, he somehow figured out that the um that Hung Si Kwan and all the other Shaolin warriors are hiding out on red boats and they're traveling around. Gao Chin Chung orders that all red boats be destroyed. Like, you find any red boats, burn them. So, um, so they, they're going around and they're burning red boats and killing people on there. Hung Si Kwan, whenever he is told, hey, uh, the soldiers are out there destroying all the red boats, Hung Si Kwan decides, okay, we're going to have to ditch these and hide out somewhere. Like, we're all going to have to separate and just hide out. So, um... So yeah, they ditch they ditch the red boats and go hide out in various areas. Hong Si Quan, um, he settles in a village, and uh, and Xiao uh, Hu is with them as well. And his wife, Young Chun, she uh, gives birth to a uh, to a, to nine a, months later, nine yeah, seconds later. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's nine months and nine seconds. So um, yeah, another another time jump. How many is this now? Three, three, <laughs> three time jumps. Yeah, um, so, yeah, anyway, Young Chun, she gives birth to a boy, and a boy, uh, they name him Hung Wen Ding. Hung Wen Ding is played by, um, or the adult version of him, of him at least, is played by Wong Yu. Um, the, uh, yeah, he gives, he gives birth, or she gives birth, sorry. He gives, <laughs> he gives birth. Jeez. <laughs> uh, she gives birth. <laughs> To a boy, Hung Win Ding, and there is a funny moment. I won't lie; I did laugh at this. Like whenever she, whenever Hung Si Kwan is waiting outside the house, waiting for the baby to be born, and uh, and then the mm-hmm. the midwife, I guess the midwife comes out there and she says, she's like, she's like, Master Hung, it's a boy. He knocks Xiao Hu into the well. Like they're sitting on the well, and he just knocks him in there, and he runs inside to see the baby, and he runs back out there, and he like pulls Xiao Hu out of the well. He's like, I'm, ha-. he's like, I had a son. It's a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was funny to me. Um, Great. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
after um how much more time passed there? Six months? Was, Another yeah, six months six goes months. by. <laughs> Another six months goes by, and Hung Si Kwan decides, okay, I think it's time that I uh that I get back to training. Because I need to take my revenge on Pai Mei, who uh killed the head abbot at the Shaolin Temple and killed many of my other uh Shaolin brothers. Once again, in case you forgot, <laughs> there is a plot here. Um <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, yeah, Hong Si Kwan decides, okay, I need to get back to training. I need to take my training seriously, and I need, I need to find Pai Mei and kill him to avenge, to avenge the, uh, my fallen Shaolin brothers. And, um, and, uh, Young Chun, this, this is what starts a, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty long running thing for the rest of the movie. Uh, Young Chun tells, excuse me, um, tells Hong Si Kwan, you should probably learn crane style just in case. It couldn't hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. Hong Si Kwan, however, refuses. Says, "No, I don't want to learn crane style. If I if I'm going to beat Pai Mei, if I'm going to stand a chance, I need to learn tiger style. Tiger style is the strongest." So, um, so yeah, the boy was he wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, Hong Si Kwan says, "I need to learn tiger style." And so, um, and so Young Chen tells him, he says, "Okay, I, um, I guess uh, if you <laughs> just if you uh." If you're this adamant about mastering Tiger style, you're probably going to have to practice for like 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. So, um... She didn't so- mean that literally, I don't think. <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh, man. So... Case in point, men are hard-headed. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the moral of the story in a minute. Why is there only two styles anyway, at this point? <laughs> well, the thing with these movies... It, it, it's just it's just the movies that I think that what they do is they try to showcase the ones that are like really popular, and Tiger Style is an extremely popular art as well as Crane Style and Hungar Kung Fu is a combination of both, you know. So I think they I think I think the only reason that they focus on two was just because they wanted to do what was popular, and many movies are like that where you only see like one style or you only see two and they don't really address anything else. That's it, it, just a common thing. <laughs> Monteris, however, is a jack of all trades, and he uh, he he likes to learn it all. I do. Yeah. Don't mess with me. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a he's got a gun, but he also he also got the tiger style and the. And, and I can brain. combine the both. <laughs> unlike some people. Yeah, unlike some people who don't want to learn and bring this movie to a never, close. Well, they, they never said how long it would take to learn crane style. Yeah, but the thing, the thing with Hung Wen Ding's character, the son, throughout the ten years that passes, Hung Si Kwan has spent all that time practicing Tiger style. Meanwhile, uh, their son Hung Wen Ding, he has been learning Crane style from his mother, and so he he spends those ten years learning that, and then spends another seven years still learning it. So he's been practicing crane for seventeen years. Um, meanwhile, Hung Si Kwan had spent the, those seventeen years doing Tiger, and then uh, I don't remember how much time passed. I think another year went by towards the end where Hung Wen Ding was learning Tiger. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, like seventeen years of Tiger and one year or seven years of crane, one year of Tiger. Sorry, so. Uh, <laughs> 
So, I don't know. But we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. We'll get there in a second. But anyway. Um, You're killing me. <laughs> Babe, have a little enthusiasm. I can't. <laughs> this time jump back was a little bit. Yeah. We'll go back. Ten years have passed. Hong Si Kwan has been practicing tiger style um, while Young Chun has been training their son, Wen Ding, in crane style. Um, and this also, there's also another, another really strange thing that, that goes on here. Hong Wen Ding is dressed like a girl. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just, in this movie, it's kind of weird because it's not explained. Like, I don't understand why he's dressed like a girl. And what's weird, even weirder, is that there we, we see a bunch of kids picking on him and talking about how he's dressed like a girl, but nobody else talks about it. So, it, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like an unanswered question. But again, I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's like an unanswered question I have. I answered it. He's gender fluid. I guess so. Yeah. I guess, guess yeah. so. <laughs> this movie was way ahead of its time. Get yes. a gender fluid character. <laughs> um, but they don't. But but still, like even like later on when he grows up, they tell him like like when Ding, you're a man now. It's time to grow. Up. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's always been a man. Yeah. Like I don't. What. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's so much confusion it's like again like this isn't this isn't like it's not like it's funny to me it's confusing <laughs> it's i don't know what's funny is that uh i asked uh i asked will again will i, I was we were talking about about uh wong yu's hair in this film because he's got like the princess leia hairstyle going on here um I, but uh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told Will, or Will told me more rather. He was like, he was like, uh, he said, I love to hear your thoughts on his hairstyle. And I said, his hairstyle is great, and it is, but it's also really confusing because why? Like he he's a boy. They know he's a boy, but for some reason they dress him up like a girl. And uh, and I said, why did they? What would? Why did they do that? And <laughs> Will said, probably to make him look sexy. I said, like, it worked. It worked. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a kind of a weird, uh, a weird, confusing thing. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. It's just, and it's again, it's just not explained. They don't treat him like a girl. A couple of kids do, but <laughs> nobody else does. It's it, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's just like it's it's again. It's one of those things that is not explained, and I could have used an explanation here. <laughs> This whole movie or is what's weird. understood doesn't need to be explained. So if you didn't get it, it's, it's yeah, on you. Like the director understood. Like <laughs> maybe, whole, they would, maybe they're just trying to be uh, innovative. You know, I guess it so. hadn't been done before, so why not? I let's let's so. do this. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, ten years have passed. Hong Si Kwan's been practicing tiger style all this time. Meanwhile, Wen Ding's been learning crane style. Um, so yeah, after these ten years have passed, Hong Si Kwan decides. Okay, it's been 10 years. I need to go confront Pai Mei. Um, it's, time, it's time for me to go exact my revenge. So he heads to Pai Mei's temple, challenges Pai Mei to a fight. Before he can fight Pai Mei, of course, he has to fight these two swordsmen. He kills the swordsmen very easily and then um, and then fights, uh, fights Pai Mei. And Pai Mei, however, is way too strong for Hung Si Kwan. He is uh, Hung Si Kwan is absolutely no match for Pai Mei. Hung Si Kwan can speed up pretty badly. Um, he 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 keeps going for like that groin attack, but um, but it's not working. Um, and then uh, Hung Si Kwan decides to run because before he confronted Pai Mei, 
uh, his wife told him, she said, if you can kill him, then go ahead. But if you if you know you can't, then run. So Hung Si Kwan runs off. Um, Pai Mei and the others chase after him. Uh, Hung Si Kwan's like rolling down the steps of the temple and, and Pai Mei... And, he tripped over nothing, by the way. This was started this horror movie crap where you trip over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> this is... This is uh, it's a it's a trendsetter. Like I said, Executioners from Shaolin was way ahead of its time here. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Hung Kwan, he's like rolling down the steps. Pai Mei knocks this huge like vase or whatever down, like down the steps to to uh, to crush Hung Kwan. But right as a uh, right when it's about to hit him, Shao Hu, Hung Kwan's friend, he shows up and he he takes the hit from that big base and he dies. Right before he dies, though, he tells Hung Kwan that Pai Mei is the weakest between one o'clock and three o'clock. Just remember that. Uh, he if you want to if you want to beat him, he's that's when he's the weakest between one and three. Like between one and three, you can hit his weak spot and you'll kill him. So, um, which is weird. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, Hung Kwan he runs off and returns home nurses his injuries and remembers again Pai Mei is weak it's between one and three so he spends the next seven years uh <laughs> another time you know, another time you know he spends the next seven years practicing tiger style and also practicing pressure point techniques so that he can figure out Pai Mei's weak spot as well as like as well as being able to do it within the right within the time frame because he's got two hours to do it so um 17 years for two hours. Yeah, so um, so anyway, um, he's continued his training while uh, Hung Wen Ding's been continuing his training in crane style. And he is, and, and they have both gotten very good. And, and we get a really lengthy sparring session between Wen Ding and Hung Si Kwan. That's actually pretty good. I, I like what they do. There's a, it's a, there's a, there's like a little bit of prop kung fu in there using bowls and chopsticks. And then you're like using like laundry and stuff like that. Um, uh, but anyway, um, after 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 we get like that that quick training sequence and then uh, and then the sparring sessions between Hung Si Kwan and his son, Hung Si Kwan decides, okay, it's time for me to confront Pai Mei again. I spent another seven years training, and I think I know his weak spot. I just need to I just need to act quickly. So he goes to confront Pai Mei again. However, uh, Wending does try to stop him because he he uh, they, they basically tell him you can't. You can't beat him. Like he's he's too strong. You couldn't beat him last time. You won't be able to beat him this time. Um, and Hung Wen Ding and uh, Hung Si Kwan they have a, they have like another really quick fight. But then uh, Hung Si Kwan convinces Wen Ding that he has to do this. He needs to avenge his brothers and you know all all that good stuff. They've been dead for seventeen years. Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> See if if if, if Pi May had killed me, I'm sure Monteris would have. Immediately exacted his revenge. Didn't wouldn't take seventeen years. It wouldn't take me seventeen minutes. <laughs> just just get your gun. It's yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> just go get the gun. But you know, tiger shoot style. Yeah, our our but our luck, pie making stop bullets. <laughs> oh, right, probably just my luck. Yeah. So um, <laughs> say so anyway um, uh yeah, uh Hunk Kwan, he goes to confront Pai Mei again. Only this time, Pai Mei is got. A ton of soldiers with him. Everybody's there. They're cutting off all the exits so that Hung Si Kwan can't escape this time. Uh, so Hung Si Kwan and Pai Mei fight again. Hung Si Kwan does a little bit better this time. He does get some hits in there. Um, he's still going for the groin. The still going for those groin strikes. And um, but unfortunately, 
he still loses. Um, he he gets his foot trapped in uh, in Paimé's groin again, and Paimé, you know, sucks him in. It's, I wonder if it, I wonder why his voice didn't get higher when he sucked him in. You know, because <laughs> isn't isn't that what happens, or isn't that like a like what they do it, in it, movies where it, yeah, like the voice gets higher. <laughs> So um well his skin didn't age neither so hmm. is that proactive I told you L'Oreal L'Oreal <laughs> Oh man it's that uh it's that what's that Mercy soap called <laughs> There's a soap they make for Hibiclens Hib- Yeah for for like whenever you have like a staph infection or is to prevent staph infections <laughs> he's using that Hibiclens <laughs> Oh God! So, um, <laughs> shout out to all our sponsors. No, they're not sponsoring this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, they're not sponsoring this. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Hung Si Kwan he gets his foot trapped in Pai Mei's groin, and Pai Mei breaks Hung Si Kwan's leg. And he, uh, however, he decides to keep Hung Si Kwan alive. You know, he he decides. You uh, you could be useful to us. You uh, you you probably know a lot. You have a lot of information stored in that little brain of yours. So we're gonna keep you alive. And so he orders his soldiers to uh, to take him to the uh, dungeon, I guess. Uh, and uh, but before they could take him away, Hung Si Kwan manages to kill Gao Chin Chung. Right as he kills him, Pai Mei then kills Hung Si Kwan. There's a helicopter. Is that a helicopter? Yes. Yeah, there's a helicopter flying over the apartment. <laughs> Sorry if you guys can hear that. Um, we live right by the hospital, so it goes by frequently. Yeah, we, we do get, we do hear a lot of helicopter runs. Um, <laughs> They're looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, they need that DSB funding. <laughs> it's legal, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a legit clothing brand. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, yeah, uh, so yeah, Hung Si Kwan, he, uh, he ends up getting killed by Pai Mei. And this is what we were talking about at the beginning. The Shaolin Warriors all die, like, with a frozen look on their face. Because <laughs> he, because he dies just kind of, like, like, kind of leaning upwards on the ground in, like, a tiger stance. And his face is just blank. And <laughs> they, uh, they all die this way, I guess. Imagine catching a really bad Charlie horse. <laughs> Holding your leg and just kind of stuck that way. <laughs> yes. Don't move. Yeah, and you got this paint look of pain on your face, <laughs> and you're just stuck that way. So, um, but we also learn here that uh, Pai Mei can move his weak spot. Hung Si Kwan, he he went for that groin strike between one and three, but um, it didn't work. And we learn here that Pai Mei can move his weak spot up and down. So, um. Uh, he can move it from his groin up to his head. So now his weak spot was on was the top of his head. So anyway, yeah, Hung Si Kwan has died, and um, Hung Wen Ding back back at home. Hung Wen Ding and um, uh, Young Chun they uh, they they realize that uh, that Hung Si Kwan's been gone for too long. He's probably dead. Hung Wen Ding decides he is going to avenge his father. So he. Uh, uh, he learns tiger style from an old training manual that belonged to his father. However, the training manual is very old and torn up, and um, and so he learns what he can. He learns what tiger style he can from the manual, but for the stuff he can't figure out, because again, the manual's all torn up. The stuff he can't figure out, he substitutes that with crane style. Again, mixing them up. 
mixed martial artist. Yep. He's the first mixed martial yeah, artist. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, a year, a year has gone by. One year later, <laughs> yeah, another time jump. Amber's like flailing her arms at the at the, the the other time jump. This is what seven? <laughs> I think so. I think seven. Yeah. Like, like first it was probably a year, and then nine months, and then six, six months, months, and, and then, then ten, ten years, and, and then, then seven years, and, and then, then another, another year. year. <laughs> yeah, it's been many years. Another time jump. So. um... So yeah, another year goes by. Hung Wen Ding, he is he has learned what he can from Tiger style while also practicing crane style. And he has a Pai Mei's temple to confront Pai Mei and get revenge on his father's death. Um so yeah, uh, Hung Wen Ding and Pai Mei, they have their fight. This fight is it's it's good, but I also it, it's also really rushed because they spent so much time on Hung Si Kwan having to learn tire style for 10 years and then another seven years and failing both times and then dying the second time. It's kind of like, a. it's like, um, it's like at, at the end of the movie, like whenever they were filming at the end, they were like, Oh shit, we need to film a fight scene with the sun. <laughs> like I forgot about this. So they kind of had to rush the ending a bit. Um, so anyway, yeah, Hun Wen Ding, he fights Pai Mei and, um, and uh, like like before with Hung Si Kwan and the head abbot, uh, Hung Wen Ding gets his uh, his foot stuck in Pai Mei's groin again. Not again for him though, but this is again someone getting their foot stuck. Um, yeah, so his foot gets stuck. But before Pai Mei can deliver that that final blow, Hung Wen Ding uses his crane style and jumps up onto Pai Mei's shoulders. Pai Mei, however, can't get him off because Pai Mei he also only practiced tiger style. He doesn't know crane style, so. Wending is just sitting on his shoulders, and Pai Mei can't get off. He can't break that stance. Um, and then, and then uh, Wending uses that opportunity to hit Pai Mei's weak spot on the top of his head, and then gouge his eyes out. And he does a pretty gruesome death and falls down the stairs as they're rolling down the stairs. At least the that's what they told us. Yeah, in narration. Yeah, as they're as they're rolling down the stairs, we just freeze frame, and then the narrator says. A combination of tiger and crane is what finally killed Pai Mei and the movie ends. That is Executioners from Shaolin. <laughs> <laughs> La dee da. Yeah. This actually wasn't this actually wasn't a movie. Executioners from Shaolin is not a real movie. It's an episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> it's because because with all the time jumps. It's a skit from SNL. <laughs> This is a pretty good one. Like some of some of the SNL skits are awful. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm still trying to be on that show one day. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was a uh, yeah. That was Executioners from Shaolin. But you know what? This movie does have a lot of things that don't really sit well with me. Like the, like a lot of the very bizarre things with Pai Mei's groin and <laughs> and and there, there's a lot there's a lot of jumping around. A lot of time is devoted to not. Or a lot of times not devoted to Pai Mei. Um, um, however, I do think this is a good movie, even though it does derail quite a bit, like with the with the marriage. The Kung Fu is good. Yeah, and then the comedy. The Kung Fu is good. Um, but, uh, but it, I mean, it really only got better after that, you know, because there was a sequel to Executors from Shaolin called Clan of the White Lotus. It had Lo Lie and Gordon Liu returning. And um and that movie again I haven't seen it but I've from what I've heard it's infinitely better and probably the best film that Shaw Brothers ever did, um, but I have watched fight scenes and yeah it is pretty incredible so 
I definitely want to check out Clan of the White Lotus. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Amber, are you excited yeah. to watch it? Yeah. If, if, he, if he says it's leaps and bounds better, then <laughs> I might be yeah. well, interested I mean, well, in seeing it. Yeah, we're not watching that anytime soon. We are going to get there eventually. But but yeah, that was Excuser from Shaolin. I think this is a pretty good movie, um, aside from aside from like my feelings on on like the comedy, and uh, and you know just, just just there was just a lot of confusion about you know Wong Yu's character, and uh, it's uh, but other than that, yeah, I think this is a good movie. But anyway, Amber Monteris, what did you guys think? Whoever wants to go first, <laughs> okay, um, Monteris is going first. Of course, we all know my biggest issue is the time jumping and uh, <laughs> lack of explanation for the time jumping. But I guess that to uh, make the film squeeze within the time frame that they had. But um, uh, I think that <clears throat> I think that they chose. It's one of those movies where you choose a warrior, your best warrior, and your this is where the the best warrior just couldn't win. Like it was an unexpected character that nobody really focused on throughout the entire movie that actually ended up being the best person for the job. So uh, that was a good plot twist right there. I I thoroughly enjoyed the Kung Fu, uh, uh, the bedroom Kung Fu. <laughs> I think you could take a few ideas from there, put it in real life. Um, um, yes, daddy. Uh, <laughs> yes, mommy. Uh, but anywho... Uh, <laughs> oh God! Like I said, enjoy the kung fu. I like the choreography. I love the the bond that uh, the the son and the father had um, yeah. with their fighting. I think I really think that was the only way they actually bonded throughout seventeen years of time jumping. So was, was sparring. Was yeah. sparring. So you know, if you have kids, you know, f them kids, but love your kids. <laughs> but um, yeah, beat them up. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let them beat you up. <laughs> yes. Uh, overall. Um, I think it was uh, comical at times. Story was a little sloppy, but um, overall, I I enjoyed most of it. Amber, <laughs> it was fine. I didn't love it, but I mean, it was fine. I guess it was fine. <clears throat> it was fine. That's all I can say. I don't really. He literally just had like a whole explanation, and I don't know. I thought at times it was kind of stupid, <laughs> but I mean, I didn't, it wasn't one of my favorites that you've shown me in the past, so, mm -hmm. but it was still fine. I just, I didn't love it, but I will, I will look forward to watching the sequel since you say it's better or you've heard it's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, yeah, I, I would, I would like to cover Clan of the White Lotus. We'll probably or do it at some point in and in the next year, I mean, this year's almost over, so I mean, it will be sooner than later. Let me just add: just go ahead and learn both styles, <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to draw out this long thing of learning Tiger for seventeen years and refusing to learn. If crane, he would have learned Crane, we could have saved probably <laughs> thirty minutes. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> Crane style is is uh. Well, what was kind of the X factor here because so, he? But are they secretly saying Crane style is more effective than Tiger style? No, I think they're saying it helps to know both. <laughs> like, like we're saying, mix it up. Um, it helps to know both. 
But uh, yeah. The moral of this story, my friends, is listen to your wife. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Listen to your wife. If your wife tells you, hey, learn crane style, okay, I'll learn crane style. Because <laughs> you never know. It might it might work, you know. I I I uh <laughs> but it, but I could I could live another thirty or forty years. You could have saved all them people. But if she but if she knows it's gonna take you two decades, then she still sends you to your death anyway, divorce her. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah. This was a this was this was a fun episode. I, I really enjoyed this. Um I do uh I do like this movie though, but uh, you know, after watching it again and then being able to talk in to, to dive into it and talk about it, um, it's um, it's an odd one, but it's also it's also a, a memorable one. It, it's it's a uh, it, it's uh, it's 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 good it's good wholesome family fun. Not really, <laughs> not really. Not, I wouldn't say it's family fun, but it's fun. There's a family uh, in it. Yeah, there is a family in it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's only so many times you can a man can hold your foot in his groin and pull you. <laughs> I got tired of that after the second time of seeing it. You like the dip snatch? No, not really. <laughs> Once was fine. I didn't need to see it twelve more times after that. Four times. So yeah, they do it four times. Four twelve. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was a this, this this was fun. That was a that was executioners from, executioners from Shaolin. Sorry, got a little tongue tied right there. Um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, uh, we were glad that Monteris was back. Uh, yeah, he was busy scaring people, but so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with my face. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even need to wear a mask. It's, I did not. Just jump out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just jump out from behind the tree or the mailbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're we're glad he was back. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, episode fifty five is going to be out uh, next on November twenty sixth. That's going to be uh, uh, two days after Thanksgiving, the day after Black Friday. Um, which it'll be a, that'll be an ex, that'll be a pretty busy time. Um, however, it's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be covering another classic. Um, it's going to be a movie that. Amber and I have discussed before, uh, and we've discussed how overrated it is, <laughs> but it's still a good movie. We're going to be talking about Enter the Dragon. Now this I can I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the classic Bruce Lee film, the movie that put Bruce Lee on the map, um, and sadly it was his last film. But it's a, but it, it, again it's a movie that uh, that. Um, Really put kung fu on the map. Kung fu movies were never the same after, after another dragon. Um, but yeah, that episode is going to be out on November twenty sixth. Uh, uh, we hope to see you guys there. Hope Monterius will be here again. Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> again, yeah. we shall see, young grasshopper. Yeah, we shall, we shall see again. He's going to be here more often. However, won't be here all the time, but as often as he can be. So, uh, so yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 54 of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Don't forget, episode 55 airs November 26th. We're talking about Enter the Dragon. We can't wait. It's going to be an exciting time. Until then, everybody have a very safe uh, Thanksgiving to all to all of those who are celebrating. And, yeah, stay safe out there. We'll see you on November 26th. Take care, guys.